0: You did it. You recorded your first few episodes. You created a banging intro and outro. You picked out perfectly on brand music. You've selected the right podcast host that's going to work for your podcast today and in the future and work with your business goals. And you are ready to tell the world, but how (laughs) sit back, relax, grab a pen and paper and get ready to take some notes because I am sharing some creative ways to launch or relaunch your podcast. You are listening to The Podcast Strategist Show. I am Kayla, your podcast strategist, and I'm super excited about this topic. So let's get into it. Welcome to The Your Podcast Strategist Show. I'm your host, Kayla Wells. I'm a podcast manager and strategist working with award-winning professionals and entrepreneurs who are creating businesses that change the world. Get ready to learn everything you need to know to start podcasting today, along with all the encouragement you need to stay on track. I love podcasting, but I love creating sustainable marketing and content machines that support your business and life even more. It's time to take the weight out of your marketing efforts. Ready to go? Great. Grab your favorite note-taking tools and let's do this. All right, so before we really get started, Let's talk about why you would choose to launch big or launch small. So for people who are looking to build a podcast network or to build a media company or who are looking to use their podcast as a way to connect with potential partners in additional businesses or who are looking to build authority quickly, having a big launch can be really helpful. And what I mean by a big launch is something where you get ranked. And there are a lot of ways to do this. And in fact, it it doesn't take as much as you might think, but that's because rankings are really, really subjective. It's one thing to be able to be like, if you're sitting there looking at your podcast charts and you're like, yes, I got to number one in marketing for the US. You might be there for like a second. You might be there for a day. You might be there for a week, highly unlikely, but you might be. And then it'll probably fall off unless you're a top 1% podcast where you're staying there consistently all the time because you're getting reviews and ratings. You're in the top like three to 5% of podcasts if you have like a thousand listens per episode. So you don't have to have hundreds of thousands to be up there in your podcast reach, but to rank at a really high level, you have to have something pushing you there. And the way to do that is to really have a big, splashy launch. There are a bunch of ways you can do this. You could host a giveaway. You could run ads to that giveaway to bring people in so that they're sharing about your podcast. You could just run ads to the podcast and you could actually build your email list asking people to join your podcast waitlist to be notified immediately when episodes come out. And you could run ads to that page. Could have the giveaway on that page. Actually, that'd be a really good idea. <laughs> Sorry, like that would be a fantastic idea because not only would you be building your email list through the giveaway itself, because you'd be collecting those emails, but at the same time, you would could have like a really pretty branded opt-in page if they chose not to not to involve themselves in your giveaway. You could also do like uh, social media takeovers. You could have. I would almost say you could do an affiliate launch, but you're not going to, unless you already have a massive following, you are unlikely to be monetizing your podcast on your very first go round. Again, unless you have a massive following and you already have ads and sponsors and all of that, that's a whole other conversation. So I wouldn't really want to look at affiliates like giving money. But you could do an affiliate launch where like on the back end of your podcast launch, maybe you're launching a course or a book or um, a service. And you could say anybody that comes in, a lot of affiliate software will do a permanent link. So anyone who comes in or that you bring in through our podcast launch, if they later purchase, they'd get an affiliate share of that purchase. There's a lot that goes into that, but if like you could do that if you already had like affiliate programs and things like that, you could bring your affiliates into your podcast launch and you could really launch big. Now there are things to consider with that. Like if you're doing a giveaway, you want to make sure your giveaway is legal. You want to make sure that you're not saying you have to give me a five-star rating or you're, you know, you don't qualify. It's do this, do this, do this, do this. And one of those things would be give us a rating and review. You can't tell them how to rate and review you because while the podcast space is a little gray and in flux, the online giveaway sweepstakes space is not, and you do not want the FTC or the FCC coming after you because you didn't have a legal giveaway. So these are some ways that you can have like really big launches. And I know I kind of ran through them really fast and they are, they're definitely valid, you know? So again, you know, you could have a giveaway you can write ads, you could have affiliates involved. you could do social media takeovers, you could do a podcast guest tour. If you again, if you already have a fairly large audience and you already well connected, you could do a guest tour. And the thing that you're selling that you're sharing is that you have a new podcast coming out and here's what it's all about. And if you get in front of the right audiences, they'll come over. To do this, you have to have your trailer up. This is one of the reasons why I recommend having a trailer is because it gives you, A launch runway. So you could have your trailer up and be launching your podcast for a month if you wanted to, to where you're talking about it and building excitement and all of that. But you have to have that trailer. And here's why, which I have a whole other podcast all about this. And um, I want to say, I don't remember which episode it was, but it'll definitely be linked in the show notes. And now that I've brought it up because I'm a perfectionist, I must go and find what it is. It's episode 12, (laughs) episode 12, why you need a podcast trailer, but I'm going to reiterate when you have a podcast trailer, it means that you have a live podcast. You have a place where people can start to subscribe. They can start to rate your podcast. They can start to review your podcast. And before you ever launch a single episode, if you have a hundred reviews on your um, trailer, You're already going to be up there on the whole charting thing. When I launched my podcast, I hit 170, I think maybe 140. I'd have to go back and look at that too. But I hit like the top 100 of marketing podcasts in the United States and I had four reviews. So you see where I'm going with if you had many, many reviews, um, you could definitely rank. Now, this is a very subjective thing, this ranking. Like I said, you you could be ranked at that. I was ranked in the top 100 for less than a day <laughs> um, because so many people are launching podcasts all the time. So there's definitely something to be said for hitting a rank because you can always use that. You were at one time ranked there. But again, it's, it's not something that's just going to stay level but it doesn't take much to do it. It really, it doesn't take as much as you think it does to do it. Um, Now to stay there, it takes quite a bit more effort and it takes a much larger audience. But if you're just looking for that launch to have that, that one little marker of credibility that you can put on all the things, then it's a good way to do it. Now, one of the things I caution with the big flashy launch is that, A lot of times you'll have this big launch, everyone's super excited, you've got all these people doing all these things, and then you start actually going into your podcast. And the whole point of having your podcast is to share information, right? It's to help the people that you're looking to work with, to bring into your audience, to show that you're an authority. You're you're trying to help people. You have knowledge that you want to give to others so that they can better themselves in some way. Even true crime podcasts, like people are still learning. They might be learning how to be psychopaths, but they're still learning. (laughs) Just kidding. All you true crime lovers, don't come and get me. I love it too. (laughs) I went to school for criminology and criminal justice. I totally get it. But my point is that you're still learning. There are still things to learn through this medium, you know? Even if you think about it, even if you're reading a fiction book, the author, even in fiction has to have some level of like a canon. They have to have, they have to have a sta- like for a good author, they have to have established a world. They have to have established mechanics within that world. They have to have done so many things and you are still learning because they had to do their research to create it as well. You know, it's not a completely just creative process. It is, but it's not. Anyways, I go off on a tangent. My point is you've had this big flashy launch and people don't stick right? They're there for the giveaway or they're there, you know, for those first few episodes. And then they don't continue to listen because they weren't really invested. They were just there because of all the hype around the launch itself. What then? Then it kind of, it feels a lot like you failed because you started off so high and then you're like, wait a minute, what do I do now? Like, it's not the same. So not that this always happens. I'm not saying that's what always happens. It certainly, like, if you are creating the right content, if you're speaking to the right people, if the launch brought in the right listeners, then you're not going to have that problem. However, you have to be really careful about how you're doing your launch and that you're really appealing to the right listeners so that they stick with you. Now the alternative is to launch a little bit more you know, sedately. You could do, instead of doing like Instagram takeovers, as you're recording your episodes and as you're getting ready to launch, you could do behind the scenes posts and do reels and do stories of like you getting ready to record and things like that, talking about what's coming. You're still giving people that behind the scenes, but you're not running ads to it. You're you're just building engagement. And if you're doing the right targeting through appropriate keyword and hashtag research, then you will still be calling in the right people. It might be slower, but you'll still be calling in the right people. You can still reach out to like your core audience, ask them to go in and do reviews and rate your podcast. It is actually really helpful when you're launching. And additionally, it's really helpful When people are reviewing, especially if you're going to read those reviews or if they're actually giving you good takeaways, that's the other part about reviews. Ask people to give really good takeaways from the episodes because you can only review a podcast once and you're reviewing a specific episode. So whenever you're asking for those reviews, if you're asking for really good specific feedback, you can use that to continue to create better content for your listeners. So really ask for targeted reviews, not just like any review. And you can still be building that. You can still be asking for all of that. And then additionally, when it's launch day, you can still have like a smaller launch with maybe audiograms. You can still do a giveaway, but you don't have to make it a huge launch because when it comes down to it, So many times, and I think I've said this before, so many times people will launch and they'll have a huge launch and they'll get their 400 reviews and then they never get another review. You know, they never get back to that level because podcasting is a long game. And when you burn so bright at the beginning, it gives you a false sense of reality on the long game of podcasting. If you ease into it and you're getting one or two reviews every few weeks, every few months, and you keep on going, the person who burned bright and never got a new listener, while it looks like their show is more successful, not necessarily true for the person who started small, kept building and has grown their audience and grown their engagement and grown their listeners over time because they're continuing to grow. Whereas the other alternative, not really alternative, because you can burn bright and continue to fly bright. Like that can, that can 100% happen. But just know that oftentimes you burn bright and you burn out. So I'm not saying anything against a big flashy launch. Whenever people want to have that, I want them to know that don't set your expectation of how podcasting is based on a big flashy launch because it is gritty. It does require work. It does require commitment. And just because there are a bunch of people initially doesn't mean that they will continue to listen if you don't keep them engaged and keep looking for growth. Now. All of this can still be said if you're relaunching your podcast. Say you had your podcast, you decided that it wasn't meeting your needs any longer, but you want to pick it back up. That's just the way you want to communicate with your people. All of these same things will work, but you already have an audience. So it's re-engaging your audience. If you have continued to grow your audience outside of podcasting, you already have a list that you can launch it to. You can create a new trailer episode explain how the podcast is staying the same, how it's changing and then relaunch have a couple of episodes like do you can treat it as if it's brand new you can rebrand it but you can keep all those if, as long as you're speaking to the same audience and your content is relatively staying the same, then you can keep all of those back episodes. Now I would recommend if you are looking to relaunch your podcast, but you're completely changing the audience that you're speaking to and your back episodes would no longer serve the audience that you're looking to speak to. I would recommend starting a whole new podcast. It doesn't even matter how big the old podcast was. If the audiences aren't going to converge, then it's just going to be confusing because people are going to go to your back catalog and they're going to be like, wait a minute, what are they talking about back here? And that's not going to serve you at all. It's not going to serve them either. So keep that in mind. If you're relaunching a podcast, you need to be speaking to the same audience. Even if your content is changing, as long as your back content will still serve them and you are speaking to the same audience, you can use that podcast still. Now, relaunching with new branding, and you can even retitle your, your podcast if you want to, it can be a lot of fun. It's also a lot of work, but it can be a lot of fun, especially if you're reviving a podcast that you um, really, really want to get back to. And a lot of people do it. I had one client who had rebranded her podcast probably three or four times. One of those times was because she'd received a cease and desist because of a naming issue. There wasn't a clear like owner of the name. And rather than fight that battle, she rebranded and just you know updated. But it was a lot of fun each time. She got to keep the same podcast. All the content remained the same. And when you update your show artwork, it updates all of your artwork. So long as you don't have episode-specific artwork, which that's going to be a whole other conversation. But if you don't have episode-specific artwork, it will update your artwork for all of your your episodes, your back episodes. So it'll look as if your whole podcast is still super cohesive and branded. But yeah, there's so many different things that you can do to launch your podcast and it just depends on your goals. Like If you're not looking to build out a media company, you're really just looking to share your knowledge and, and to help people with your podcast, the best way to do that is honestly just to launch, share, and grow super organically because when it comes down to it, your content is your content. And it doesn't matter. This is another thing about launching. So many people will be like, let's launch with four to six episodes. No. First of all, unless you have five minute episodes, people can't listen to all of that by the time you release another episode. So you're doing them and yourself a disservice because you've over contented them. So you would definitely want to look at launching with just a couple of episodes, give them enough that they can listen to a couple. And save your episodes. I truly believe in having, you know, a bunch of episodes in your back pocket so that you have room and space to be as creative and as strategic as you want to be, as you can be with your podcast. Additionally, a year from now, does it matter if you launched with 2 episodes or 8 episodes? No. Why? Because no matter how you look at it, a year from now you're still at 50 something episodes right? And like those, whether or not those four came out immediately or not, no longer matters because the person listening to your podcast today, if they went back to the very beginning, they don't care if they all came out at the same time. And instead you started your podcast journey by really hustling to get those episodes out and not having enough in your back pocket to give you this landing for an ease filled podcasting journey. I'm curious what y'all think about that actually. I'm really like I am adamant about launching with only 2 to 3 episodes. 3 is a max for me. And I'm fully believe in having that back pocket cushion. Like you record them, you have them. They're set, they're scheduled, they're ready to go, but they're not released yet. You have them and you have a landing area where you have room to continue to get those guests on, to continue to plan out your content, to have themes if you want to and all of that. I very 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 passionately believe in this. So what do y'all think? And I'm curious, what are some creative ways that you have launched or that you've had clients launch or that you have seen, you know, people that you follow launch that maybe I didn't mention. I'm curious about it. But yeah, that's that's all for today. I hope that you took something away from this episode. If you did, if you did take something away from this episode, I would love if you would leave me a rating and a review on this episode in particular. I would love to to hear what you have to say. And if you have any questions or if you just like to reach out, you can always reach me at hello at quellscompanies.com. Thank you so much. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening. Love the episode? If so, I would truly appreciate you leaving me some stars and some words. Or, you know, those ratings and reviews we all talk about. Want to immerse yourself in the podcast world? Head over to Facebook or Instagram and follow me at Wells Podcast Services. That's K-W-E-L-L-S Podcast Services. I'm sharing more tidbits and knowledge and would love to connect. Today is the day to take action. What's one thing you can do to move closer to your podcast and business dreams? Do you have it clear in your mind? Okay, go do it. I'll catch you next time.